everybody. Welcome back to the Swanky Disc Golf Show. And if you have not guessed it already, you are hearing Reed's voice, which means Luke is out of the office. <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's me and Josiah <laughs> holding it down, your favorite dynamic duo yes. <laughs> for the Swanky Disc Golf yes. Show. Um, Josiah, this is probably the earliest that you and I have ever recorded a solo or a, a duo episode. I didn't even think I feel about like whenever that. we record by ourselves, it's always at like 2 a.m. 2 a.m. <laughs> at least for you. It's like midnight for me. I'm like, it's 9 o'clock. Shoot. Um, I know. I have to work today, so yeah. it works out. Yes, we are out. We're out and about early for Reed and Josiah time. Um, it's only yes. 11 o'clock Eastern. <laughs> So yeah, we've got a, a few things to discuss today, but the big point of discussion that we want to talk about, we are officially in the off-season, off-season content time, so that's very exciting. Um, before we jump into our main topic for the day, Josiah, how was your week? Any disc golf go down? Uh, yeah, I played another tournament. Um, it was a course I had never played before, but actually... I have been to this course before because it was a course that Luke and I filmed part of the Colorado distance video uh, at. And so, oh, interesting. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah. So I had been to the course before, but I had never actually played it aside from, you know, trying to launch a shot off of Hole 8's T pad. But <laughs> that doesn't count because in the video, I threw it way off. So, um, so I've actually seen this say, course then. Because I watched the yes, video. Yes, at least parts of it. Yes, that's that's true. So, And actually, that specific hole that we were teeing off on, uh, the first round I parked for birdie, and the second round I missed a 20-foot putt for birdie. So oh. um, that was sad. But <laughs> that pretty much sums up my tournament was missing uh, putts underneath 20 feet. So um, it did not come in last. Um, they didn't have MA2 for this tournament, so I had to play MA1. Um, and I did not come in last, so, but I also did not even shoot my rating, so who cares? Uh, but we all know ratings don't matter anyway. Ratings so, don't matter. Um, no, they don't, but I do, I do get to go out and play some disc golf at least fairly often, but a lot of times it's just putting practice, but I'm trying to get as much in as I can before the snow shows up. That's for sure. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're kind of on a time clock. Yeah. Like two weeks, probably. Wow. <laughs> yes. Two, three weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah, Josiah lives in the mountains, not just Colorado, like the 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 Rockies. So yeah, like they, like there's already snow on my commute to work and things like that up in the mountains. Um, we've had a pretty stretch of like sixty degree days, so only the snow that never sees the sun is still around. But um, like it's if it gets anywhere, like it, it, nights are already like twenty to thirty degrees most times. Nice. Yeah, dude. You, I mean, if you were just listening to this podcast, you would think that you play more disc golf than any of us, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, every time we hop on the pod, I feel like Josiah's played another tournament. It's yes. just like, this guy's on the grind right now. Yeah. I love it. So, um, well, it's, it's also mostly easy because, um, because I live kind of in an apartment now. Um, and having three dogs, it's not really conducive to have them exercise in a small apartment with no yard. So the closest open space to take them is actually where there's a pretty trash disc golf course. And so I generally, I'll just take the dogs to the park and I'll just walk the holes and practice putting at each hole. Um, so that way nice. I walk the whole course. 
yeah i don't throw because if i throw them the dogs are going to move the discs wherever they want anyway um <laughs> so if i'm gonna practice i'm just gonna go to a field and and practice field work but uh if i'm gonna practice putting i'll just walk the course and do that so and they like it they follow me around it's fun nice yes i also bring someone with me every time i go play these days <laughs> emma yes. comes with me everywhere we go yeah. um i can't but I does she I move played... your discs when you throw it 300 feet does she like move it to like you know 100 feet away from the basket after you're parked no but she <laughs> does get antsy when luke and i are filming and just absolutely take every disc out of my bag and throw it 30 feet down the fairway <laughs> Which makes for a f- very fun cleanup job. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, um, man. Dude, so. you should see her little wind up. It is so cute. I mean, she's got, awesome. she's going to have disgusting form when she works it out in a couple years. Yeah. Uh, she's a couple gonna be years when she's nasty. five. Yeah, when she's five, yes. she's going to be absolutely off the chain. She'll probably be out driving me by seven, eight. Yeah. We'll see. I, be- I believe it. That's for sure. So but, That's awesome. Yeah. I did not get I don't think I played disc golf. I don't think I played at all. League at LMP is over officially now. Dang. Um due to the time changing um and just getting darker earlier. Yeah. And then sense. uh Luke and I filmed some this week and I filmed a members video today uh nice. which should be dropping eventually, but I haven't really played at all. I think I I take that back. I ran LMP with two discs yesterday, <laughs> yesterday morning. Um, nice. That's always like fun. Half, yeah, like half cardio, half yeah. birdie one hole maybe because I'm oh, just I, exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that sometimes. So um, it's fun. So. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you guys out there, the listeners, got to play some disc golf this week more than Josiah and I anyway. Yep. Let's move into our topic for the day, which is free agency, uh, which is something that we're going to have to go ahead and talk about ASAP because free agents are already signing extensions, Josie, and that is crazy to me. We were just looking at the list before we hopped on, and already Kyle Klein has signed an extension. One of the big names going into the 2024 season, I feel like. But Ulti World reporting that he has signed an extension through like 2025. Is that right? Through 26. Um, but actually, 26. I don't think his um, contract ended this year because he signed that last year. I'm reading actually right now. Um, so, so what is all of the hullabaloo about Kyle Klein? I wonder why everyone was talking about him this offseason. I don't. I don't know unless there's some unknown going on. Um, but yeah, so it looks like as far as Discmania players go, it's just Niklas and Eagle who ends this year. Um, and Kyle's still good, but yeah. Huh, that is interesting. Yeah. Kyle signed last year. I just, I just read that. I wanted to fact check ourselves because we were talking about it. So, okay. Well, I'm glad you did that fact check. Because I'm not sure why everyone was talking about him, but yeah, I mean, he, it does seem like, yeah, it's Ulti World reporting as of last year that he signed with 20, to, through 2026. Yeah. So he is off the table. Yeah. But there are others that have signed extensions. Like we saw Double G signed one, I believe, yeah, that's through 2025. Sure. So already there are some extensions going down, probably even more than have been announced. Um, and so we wanted to come come on here 
and give you guys our top 10 free agents coming into 2024 to keep your eyes out for some of the storylines that we're going to be watching very closely. Uh, we could get a lot of fun new plastic player combinations next year. I am very excited about it. Oh, I missed a name on our list. I'm going to add this to the end. Hang on. This is very important. Very important name to be added to the list. Wait, let me add it. To I can't wait to see who Hang on. it I is. I don't know how I missed this. No way. Yeah, that I is an important know. name. <laughs> yeah, so that one will be brought up for Did sure. Did <laughs> he just sign a one year? Let's not no. say his name, but last was, year was a was, one year? It was two. Oh, was it? Has he already played yeah. two years this with them? The, yeah, this was the second season. It's crazy, dude. This golf is Time flying flies. by. Like, Time flying flies. By. I feel like he just signed that deal. Wow, I know, that is right? crazy. Okay. All right. Well, we, that is something that we've got to talk about. <laughs> yeah. um, but, Josiah, how about you start us off? We're going to go back and forth here and give you guys 10, the top 10 ones to look for here. Yeah, for um, sure. So yeah, go ahead and start us off. Yeah, so I'm going to, I mean, there are a lot of names on this list, and I'm sure we'll cover the big ones and maybe uh, mention some honorable mentions at the name. But if you're talking off-season free agency, the first name everybody has to be thinking is Gannon Burke and what the heck is happening to Gannon Burke, um, yeah, especially because you you sent to our group chat last week that he's posting all over Facebook selling a bunch of Prodigy discs. Now, that's just a little suspicious, and especially after, you know, the beginning of the year with the whole yep. lawsuit and everything, I would be shocked if he stayed with Prodigy. Like, I don't think there is a number that he would be willing to stay with. But also, I even think that even if Prodigy did give him a number, some he could go anywhere else and they'd be like, well, we'll give you more. Um, like I genuinely think he could do that. And he's proven this year that he can still win, you know? Uh, and he's also proven that people still like him and that he can still move plastic. And that I think is one of the biggest things in one being a really good player is to, you have to have a brand for yourself. And I, I don't hear many people say like, I don't like Gannon Burr. He's genuinely a likable guy. And so I, I feel like anybody would be lucky to happen. So I'm really curious to see where he ends up with. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much ever since the whole drama with his uh, contract with Prodigy went down at the beginning of the year, um, we've been anticipating him leaving. There was definitely an overlying opinion over this season that maybe the relationship's been repaired, but you know, Lately, the teasing on especially Alden's YouTube channel, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I do feel like YouTube Ganon has been teasing contract details for at least a month, maybe a little bit more. Really? Um, yeah, just certain things like he'll show the camera something and then he'll be like Alden you got to cut that out and Alden of course doesn't cut it out but he like blurs something out or something like just oh, little things here yeah, and there where you're that. like what is he t what could he even be talking about if it's not contract details yeah that's a good and question. then that combined with selling the the prodigy discs online um you know Gannon's been known to be an avid collector of old school Prodigy. So for him to be selling off his collection, I think it definitely indicates that he's going somewhere. Um, and that's not going to be a big surprise. 
One thing to look out for for Gannon, I feel like, is the length of this next deal. I'm, yes. I don't think he is a 10-year deal guy. I don't even know if he's a 5-year deal guy. I'm kind of anticipating something like 3 years. Um, yeah. He's still a kid. Right. And so 3 years from now, he's still going to be a kid. Yep. You know, like <laughs> he's still going to be like what is he? 17 now. So in no, 3 years he'll be Oh, he's 18. Okay, so yeah. he'll be 21 by the time that like a three-year deal ends with still like still some time before he even hits his athletic prime yeah. you know so yeah. i think we're a three-year deal is safe for him uh, i think you know any manufacturer would be lucky to get him for longer that's uh, but true a three-year deal bets on himself a little bit more and uh and bets on the future of disc golf as well so and- and I don't know. I'm sure there are, you know, loyal players that would would and could be very loyal to a specific manufacturer for a very long period of time. But I think a lot of people have realized or learned in the last two years especially, and I'm sure that the pro players talk about this more than we do, but they've learned that if you're signing a long-term deal, you have to put in clauses for renegotiations, um, or at the very least, you have to just do a short-term deal. Because, I mean, in reality, Paul and Ricky have the same deal, but for most people, Ricky might seem to have the better deal because his ends in four years at the same rate. And so in four years, he could negotiate something higher. He could also end up with something less, like, and that's kind of the risk. But, I mean, at the rate he's playing and at the skill he's still been able to achieve, it just looks like a better deal. And so I think that most players who are going to start signing new deals, I would be shocked if I saw anything longer than five years ever again. I think Paul and Simon might have been the two exceptions for something like that because they were the most notable names in disc golf ever essentially especially online and so i think everybody will kind of just end up being on that more three to five year will be a long deal for most people going forward yeah i definitely i completely agree i think that um while we have seen a lot of successful long deals particularly like the four year range has been actually kind of a dagger in the disc golf world um, we see, like, for example, Kona Panis's four-year contract being absolutely <laughs> tragic yeah. for them, obviously. Um, but on the flip side of that, you have Kristen Tatar's four-year contract. She is already undervalued. She was undervalued oh, yeah. one year into that deal. Yep. So there's there's definitely flip sides to each, and I think that I just think for players, for the majority of the time, you're going to want to take that shorter contract, especially while uh, the sport is booming uh, and yeah. continues to grow. But let's go ahead and move to number two, which is the other huge name in this free agency, and that's going to be Eagle McMahon um, coming off of a three-year deal with Discmania. He's just said farewell to his crush boy partner, Simon Lazat, as he heads to MVP and... Uh, things are shaking up at Discmania with the House of Discs purchase, so that's going to be interesting. Maybe that gives them the capital to sign Eagle long-term. Maybe that's what they were positioning themselves to do. Who knows? Um, but he's going to be a name to watch for. A lot of people think that Discmania does not have the money to sign him. Certainly, 
uh, he will be expensive. He's the most <laughs> proven. He is the most proven player in this year's uh, free agency lineup. So, where yeah. do you think he's headed, Josie? Honestly, I I really don't see him leaving Discmania, uh, and I don't think Discmania could afford to lose him as a brand. Um, and so I think they're going to make sure that they keep him, whatever the cost. I don't think we're ever going to find the details out of whatever happens <laughs> behind that, but I, I don't see him leaving Discmania for any reason. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of am leaning that way as well, but I have heard here and there on the grapevine that maybe Discmania just doesn't have the money to do it. I don't know. And so if he didn't stay, if he were to leave, let's say that they go the cheaper route, the younger route, they sign, they've already got Kyle, they sign uh, a couple other players. I could see Uh, them, like, the only reason I could, like, realistically see a possibility of Eagle leaving is if, like, Gannon joined Discmania. Yeah, if they And if that's the case, that would, I honestly think, be a good sign for them. But that would that would be three really big names to have to sign. And that's, you know, going to be key moving forward is, one, how much money do these companies have to sign players, like, in reality? Yeah. Well, let's just say hypothetically that Gannon signs with Discmania and mm-hmm. they, then they can't afford Eagle. So who, where does Eagle go? That's a good question. Because in my in my perfect world, in a dream world, you would reunite the Crush Boys under uh, yeah. the gyro banner. But there's no way they have the money to do that. They what? literally paid Simon so much money, and and they just didn't they just like buy a or move HQs so they have like this brand new huge factory or something that they just yeah well bought. they did that with the Simon money so. <laughs> if Simon has already paid back his million dollar deal um for the year, I maybe. I mean, I just think first of all, Simon is objectively I think more marketable than Eagle yes. if only oh, absolutely. By, you know, he's definitely worth more. If they can get Eagle on the cheap in comparison, oh my goodness. Like their marketability together yeah. would be unbelievable. Um, that would course, honestly, there's other, there's other yeah. possibilities like that would honestly make the most sense. I don't see him going to either prodigy or discraft at all. Oh, sorry. Prodigy or Innova. Um, discraft also might be, you know, pushing the line with how much money they've spent. So I don't know, but again, it really comes down to how much I'm actually super curious this off season because 2023 objectively for the economy in general has seen a huge decrease in consumer spending. Um, yep. In my, in my opinion. Um, and so if that's the case, I'm sure a lot of these manufacturers actually made less money this year than they were expecting to. Um, and honestly, (laughs) MVP might be the only one that I could see who had an increase. Um, right. Because every MVP thing was flying off the shelves, especially for the first few months when Simon, first joins and then after he won and everything to do with that so i i genuinely think that that would be a good person who might have some money but i'm also curious i really wish there was some way to know the details of these deals because some people are going to end up being underpaid purely just because the manufacturers can't afford them so 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's the question. I mean, are they underpaid if yeah. the manufacturer can't make it work financially to pay yep. them? Like, if you're not worth it, if you're not going to make the money back, then then are you underpaid? And I, I yeah. just, for for sure, I do not see any players this year making uh, seven-figure-per-year contracts. No, Gannon or not. Eagle, neither of them demand that level. Um, and that combined with, like you said, the economy, uh, I think we see smaller contracts this year. Yeah. And and Which what people are getting away with, like, what I'm, I'm sure they signed Kyle Klein to four years for nothing in comparison. And the dude is performing at a really high level. He is yeah. such a sneaky signing. Like, I well, just get also, a lot of marketability out of him. Right. And I, and I think most people would agree that at least for disc golf and what the sport is right now, any player that's getting six figures a year for a deal, even if it was a hundred thousand dollars, I think would be totally content. Like to, to be honest, um, to get to do something. And especially because a lot of these guys are super young and they know that the sport's going to have more money put into it. But a lot of these guys are like, I can make a hundred thousand. I'm probably getting a lot of my entry fees and a lot of my travel expenses paid for. I'm probably going to win bonuses and I'm going to win earnings from the PDGA. So if you're making six figures, you probably also have an opportunity to get close to like, if you're making a hundred thousand, you probably have a very easy probability of getting to 200,000. If you're worth enough to get to a hundred thousand. Right. And I would be more than happy to make $200,000 a year playing disc golf. Um, and yeah, sign I, me I, up. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think there's a long list of people who are worth six figures. But I'm just saying, if a lot of these big-name players see that million dollars as their benchmark, they might need to lower their standards to something significantly less and still realize that is a lot of money to be making playing disc golf. Right. Yeah, so that's Eagle. I mean, there's definitely yeah. more we could talk about <laughs> here, but I think we need to keep it moving. Yes, because uh, there's more names to talk about. Yes, and uh, go ahead with go ahead with number three. Yeah, I'm gonna hit up the FPO side here. There's actually a few really big FPO names, but the biggest one has to be Paige Pierce. Yes, um, this is huge. Yes, huge ending. Which when she first signed that deal, it was when she was one of the biggest names in disc golf in general, MPO or FPO. And so this is huge because she has not been a big name as of late this year, let alone the last six months. And that injury probably hurt her both as a brand. Uh, as well, which is really unfortunate timing. And that's just, you know, unforeseen circumstances. It couldn't, you know, be changed. But I think that's going to hurt her brand. And I think it's going to affect her deal moving forward, especially because she wasn't having a particularly stellar season to begin with. Um, She did have a win, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, this year. But other than that, it's not like she was having a phenomenal season by any means. And then that injury just kind of really put a damper. So I'm really curious. I don't see her. I'm sorry. I don't see her leaving Discraft. I think that she could still potentially stay with Discraft. However, if Discraft does have an option where they're like, Hey, Paige Pierce is ending. It might be time to move forward. And we want to spend that money on somebody else. 
I could see Paige Pierce leaving for monetary purposes. Um, so I'm just really, I'm really curious. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if she stays, um, but I, I could see her leaving very easily. Yeah. I, I just think this name is interesting for a couple reasons. One, Discraft has a a large number of FPO players that they need to re-sign. Yes. Um, Paige Pierce is obviously at probably the highest paid of any of them. So mm-hmm. I am, and she had the far and away the worst season of any of them. So it's yep. now, granted, that's because oh. of an injury, but it's also just the lack of involvement. Um, her being injured just made her so much less visible on the scene, which was so tough uh, for her and her brand, as you mentioned. So I just feel like, yeah, perhaps, uh, perhaps they they need to give her a contract, but it's going to be less. It's going to be a pay cut for sure. Um, yeah, for sure, absolutely, no doubt about that. And uh, and something that I was interested in just talking about was that like she has shown and she's talked about like just a kind of a lack of drive lately that's been the narrative with her at least yes and simon openly talked about after signing with mvp just like the renewed energy he had yeah throwing new plastic like is that what she needs right now to change manufacturers and just like have something else a new challenge in in disc golf like She's played for nearly everybody at this point. Yeah. Um, but like maybe she could go play for Discmania, you know, like <laughs> some, you know, just get new plastic in the bag that would really like revitalize her journey in disc golf. I don't know. I think that could be good for her. So as much as I do think she's, you know, kind of cemented in Discraft with the whole Pierce fierce line, um, I think it'd be so cool to see her somewhere else, but yeah. And you actually bring up a really good point that a lot of these players who had previously signed super big, super long contracts did it based on their brand and on their competitive nature to play disc golf. Yeah. And you're right. Like Simon was like, I am not loving competing or playing disc golf as much. And I needed something just new because I was just getting, like stagnant and stale and you're right Paige Pierce has openly said that this year that she doesn't have that and as a manufacturer I may not be as interested in someone who's saying like yeah I'm not like as competitive and I don't have that drive that I once does just because it just has a distasteful brand representation not because Paige Pierce is saying anything bad but just because everybody knows that she's representing Discraft and so it's like, oh, well, Paige Pierce isn't really being super competitive. But Simon over here is really competitive again. Let me go buy his discs type of deal. So, right. um, And the whole goal of these contracts is for the players to get their fans to buy those discs. That is what it is. And so you're just as much like even though these manufacturers are competing for good players, they're doing that because they want those players to represent them well. Um, and I think that will play a factor into something like this as well. So uh, that's a that's a really good point. I could easily see her leaving for, for reasons like those. And uh, on along the same vein, and we're going to jump into number four in just five seconds, but give me this, that 
from a marketing perspective for these manufacturers, like dollar per dollar for most players, you are getting more marketing out of a new signing than of a re-signing. Yes. Like dollar for dollar, it just makes you get more press release, you get more buzz out there, like people are talking about it more when it's a new signing rather than a re-signing. So that could make more sense for another company to be like, okay, this is going to be worth it to us to sign Paige Pierce just for the initial splash. Like Mm. we're going to get a lot of people talking about us for that. So definitely something to think about. Uh, I'm going to go number four is the name that Josie added to the list last minute that we hadn't even talked about is Maddie O. Wow. The sneaky West side guy getting his first (laughs) win this year. Um, But a staple on the tour, a staple personality, like super marketable, um, universally well-liked and uh has a really unique playing style super positive dude um and i mean just he's been a lock top eight top nine guy on the tour the last couple of years um i feel like he's going to go somewhere else um west side could could obviously keep him um but i would love to see him somewhere else I'd love to see him playing with, I don't know, just something crazy. Maybe he goes and signs with a newer manufacturer like ThoughtSpace <laughs> or something. Like he's the first yeah. full ThoughtSpace guy. I don't know. He just strikes me as that fringe guy that's going to go sign with a weird company. Maybe he's the first ever like full Castaplast bag. That'd be insane. That would be so um, funny. I'm sure there are actually people playing with full Castaplast bags on the tour. I just don't know them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I he could go anywhere. He's such a wild card, but he's definitely something to look for, um, because I think he's just growing in his marketability. Uh, his yes. his value is is on the up and up. But also, Matty O doesn't like. I I don't peg him as a guy that needs you know the bag to continue playing disc golf. He clearly plays disc golf for the love of the game and for the people that he plays with, and just enjoying life and enjoying what he does. So I don't see him being like, let me find the best offer. I think he'll be like, no, I want to play with people that I like and that I care about. That is fact. And things as well. And so I, I really like could see him going anywhere. And I think for that reason, I think he's going to go anywhere. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to stay. Like, he's just one of those people that you could see like either every year, every two years is like, all right, let me try somebody new. Let me just do something else just because I I enjoy that. Yeah, I kind of agree. But I mean, like, he also just, he could be, he's the epitome of that, like, half thought space, half, like, mint discs, half, like, just has a bunch of random stuff in the bag type of guy. But he's never been that. He's always had a full sponsorship. So maybe maybe this is the year we see him go open bag, or maybe this is just another west side who, year who knows i'm i'm blanking because i mostly know him as west side who was he throwing before i can't even think of who prodigy it was, before. It was, was prodigy, prodigy. Before. that's right yes yeah. no that's right so okay um I, I just yeah that's right so right it was prodigy. yeah it was prodigy yeah. yeah because i remember him throwing like h3s all over the place yeah 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 uh, i remember him seven so. Having the which, which I thought was unique because not a lot of people threw H series either um, on Prodigy. So true. 
All right, we're ready for four. the next one? Yeah, move along. All right, I'm like the more I look over this list, I'm like, there's a lot of big FPO names on here. So we're yeah, gonna go huge. second FPO name from Discraft, Missy Gannon. Yeah, dude, I'm Contract. telling you, you can go three or four deep on the FPO Discraft. Yeah, like, it's gonna be crazy this year. It's the off season, but um, and to be honest, I think on this list, Discraft needs to to resign an extension immediately if they haven't already. I think this would be a huge loss for Discraft. Losing Missy? Losing Missy. I think that would be a, a big loss for them because she actually has represented them really well. And she has appeared to be, aside from own, like the next best person to compete with um, Kristen Sitar, like this whole season. Um, and which was not what you expected, like after last year. And it was just, you know, Kristen Page. Katrina and this year I felt like it was Kristen, Missy, and Own were like the three people to look at for uh especially towards the end of the season. That's where the consistent was. But Missy won the tour championship. She was in the hunt at Throw Pink and she came in second at Worlds and was by far the only person competing with Kristen at Worlds. Um yep. and she did it all the way to the end of a five round tournament which was basically unheard of because <laughs> it was pretty well known that if it was a four round tournament, Kristen won. Um, and so to actually have somebody competing with you and having to, to push towards a five round tournament, she was the only one that did that. So I, I think she just really needs, or at least discrept really needs to resign her. I, I could see her leaving, but I think that it like, she is somebody who will play for money. And so I think if somebody says, Oh, Hey, like, I'll pay you this much and Discraft doesn't want to match it. I think she could leave. Yeah. She's an important re-signing because like you said, she's the, she's the biggest competition to Kristen right now. She's probably, yeah. she has, when it comes to FPO players and competing with greatness, like Kristen, you have to look for ceiling and Missy has the ceiling. She yes. definitely has, I think, She's got a safe floor, just like Own, but Own doesn't quite have the ceiling that Missy does. On Missy's best right. day, she can beat Kristen more often than Own can on her best yes. day. So mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, you, you've you got that player that's just lightning in a bottle when she has that, when it all clicks. Um, so, yeah, Missy is definitely a key re-signing. You're right. Absolutely. Um, Discraft, go ahead and get on the phone. Uh, let's make this happen. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh... What are you doing with these asterisks, Josiah? You're, you're putting asterisks next to a player I was about to talk about. I don't. No, good. Do it. Talk about them. They're they're players that I'm considering talking about. So oh. if you, if I if I mark one, these are just like my important ones. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go number five as a sneaky one on the list. Now, there's a lot we could talk about here. Yeah. Um, but I think Aaron Gossage is the next name. Um, yes. No. He's he's on a one year that just wrapped up. Uh, he is in the words of Brody Smith the best player in disc in disc golf T to green mm -hmm. um and it's just that like i mean for an am disc golfer to say that if only i could putt i'd be so good is just silly cuz we don't even practice yes. but for <laughs> a professional disc golfer that practice that has committed his life to this and is really putting in the effort and like you know he's going to be grinding this off season if he can figure it out Oh my goodness. Like he could be the steal yeah. of this year's free agency. We yeah. could see him win multiple events next year. Yeah. 
and do you he'll be cheap. He will not be expensive. No, I do. Re- do you remember back in June when I said something? Uh, I said if you had uh, the skills of Aaron and Isaac Robinson combined, they would be the most unbeatable player in disc golf. Um, that's yes. kind of what I was referring to. I know that Isaac can putt, and I know that Aaron can throw. <laughs> right. And so that's why I was like that. That would be an unstoppable player. But yeah, if I and I think it's funny you say that because everyone knows that Aaron is not the greatest at putting. And so I think that means that his ceiling is high too, because anybody can look for like a two year contract and be like, if he figures out his putting, he could do really well for us. And he's, he's definitely proven himself the last two years as a very capable player on tour. Uh, and he's aligned himself with big brands and big names uh, in the sport as well. And that has also only just helped his brand representation. So I agree with you. I think he's going to be cheap. I honestly, I, I think he might end up staying with Discraft. I could see them, you know, signing like a two year extension because they can afford it and they know that it'll pay off in, in the long run. Yeah. I think he's marketable. I like the yeah. goose branding is sick. Um, I think he has opportunities he is on screen more than most players because of Brody and Ezra um and if if he can I think he should structure his tour talk to Brody and Ezra he's obviously close with those guys I think he should talk to them and even if he can't get in on the action like obviously Brody does the front nine and Ezra does the back nine most of the time Mm -hmm. um even if he can't get a video up on his channel for that just being in those videos helps his marketability and brand so much and if he could get like a bi-weekly podcast with those two going um something more relaxed where he where he has to be driving it because we already see Brody driving so much of the podcast talk in the disc golf scene maybe he Aaron and Ezra do a podcast together. I could see that, not and I would there. listen to that. I would. Listen I would to listen that. to it too. But Aaron needs to start putting out content ASAP, and he could sneaky turn into one of the most marketable players on tour. Yeah. He's got the personality and the brand, and he just needs to put out the content. So yeah. Discraft needs to sign him really quick, and then he needs to make himself valuable really quick. And he's yeah. going to be like he has so much potential. But yeah. Anyway, that's that's yeah. number five. Yeah. Actually, I think that's six, but that's number six. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, speaking of, you know, middle of our list, uh, we want to let you guys know that this podcast episode is sponsored by Renew Disc Golf. Renew. Uh, And if you've never heard of Renew Disc Golf, uh, they're a new bag manufacturer that is making their bags completely out of recycled billboards which is awesome. Uh, It makes them very unique. Their style is unique. So we actually have the bags and they are of phenomenal quality, way beyond our expectations, my expectations, and they're, they're incredible. So um, we just wanted to thank Renew so much for sponsoring this video. You can actually go to their website. Uh, Their bags are really affordable. They start uh, at $99 and they still have everything that you need from a bag. It's got the storage. uh, It's got the water bottle holder and it is really reliable you could definitely tell the material quality while sustainable is still an incredible quality and they're at 99 dollars as their starting point their colors and their styles are a huge variety so you can kind of pick and choose and they're very unique as far as their styles go but knowing what the bag is and knowing 
how well it performs is actually incredible. So if you go get your bag, you can use code SWANKY to get 10% off and get yourself some even more savings. And yeah, get a really great bag that's uh, for a really good cost. Yeah, guys, these bags are actually really cool. I just, I know Josiah ended their ad read already, but I'm going to throw a little <laughs> bit on to the end here because yeah. something that I think is really cool, uh, they're made of billboard plastic, right? Or recycled billboard vinyl, I guess is what it is. And you, they're sort of at the mercy of what they get in as far as the colors that come in. And at yeah. first we were kind of like, oh, we can't pick our color or whatever. You, you can pick your color, you can pick, but... There, you can't like hand select what goes on each block, right? Uh, this is actually something that's really cool because you see a lot of disc golf bags out there on the course that are like just cookie cutter. Like some brands yes. only have two or three colors, and they're mm-hmm. the main brands. Like you know, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but there's yep. a lot of the same bags out there on the course. Yes. And uh, Renew doesn't really have any two bags the same. They're like snowflakes. Right. They're like yes. r- really cool color blocked and very unique. Uh, so you guys should definitely check them out. I'm loving the yeah. way mine looks and I've, I've begun yeah. to test it out and, and we've got a review of those bags coming out shortly. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, absolutely. Huge shout out to, to renew disc golf. All right. Number, number seven, six. number seven. Uh, <laughs> yes. Number my seven. Turn. Um, I'm going to go back and choose someone I am just genuinely curious as to what happens in this offseason. And that is James Proctor. Because yeah. this is, as far as I understand, this is his first full season touring. And he yes. definitely proved that he's capable of staying on tour. And so I think he's definitely going to continue doing this long term. And this year he still had an open bag. He had a one-year deal with thought space and a one-year deal with clash discs and obviously with an open bag he did really well but i think some people are probably going to start reaching out to him to get them to more exclusive deals so i'm really curious as to if you know clash discs does something like that because clash discs actually clash discs actually has a pretty good lineup of discs at this point so i'd be really curious as to if they try to get him exclusively or something like that i don't oh, think they will sick. it but it would be a really big pull for them to do something like that and i i mean i'm just genuinely curious because it's this is all new for him it's new for anybody who's reaching out to him and i i definitely think he might end up signing him i don't see him necessarily going the drew gibson route and staying open bag i i can see him signing a one-year deal with someone for sure yeah, I agree. I I wonder what he's gonna do. I'm genuinely curious because he is kind of. I'm not trying to, you know, throw any hate in anybody's direction, but I don't think he's as marketable as some of these other guys. He has oh, all absolutely. the skill. He has yeah. all the skill, but he just hasn't put himself out there on really any platform. Um, and I know that because I consume content for disc golf like uh, like I'm addicted to it. Like I'm a ravenous animal. I consume all the disc golf content. And uh, and I haven't seen as much of James Proctor as you see of some of these other guys. So uh, I wonder if that will impact his contract discussions or if that even matters to some of these smaller uh, manufacturers if they just care about his performance. Um, we'll see. Maybe he's a Lone Star guy. We haven't brought up Lone Star yet, but man, they signed just about everybody that was left 
last <laughs> offseason. Um, and I wonder if they get a little bit more proactive this year and try to sign a bigger name. Yeah. So. No, I'm I'm really just curious. So he's definitely on that list of people where it's like, is he going to continue what might be a newer option of staying open bag and signing deals with multiple people or will he sign something exclusive? And that's why I think he needs to be on this list because we just have no idea what he's going to do. And I think it's going to be interesting whatever happens. And I think that will help his brand. And so I think he not kind of needs to use that to catapult himself into the future as well. But yeah, just really curious. Agreed. Okay, number eight, I'm going to keep on this trend of extremely marketable guys that somebody is going to get for super cheap, and that's going to be Alden Harris. Um, Alden, we know Vlog Squad, we know he's he's not like a top 10 name right now. Maybe he is fringe top 10, um, but he is so under the radar in both yeah. skill and marketability and he has created the platform. He has the YouTube channel. He has the following. He has people talking about his YouTube videos across all disc golf media, from Jomez to live coverage to uh, Foundation, all of the videos that they put out. Like The vlogs are well known now, and they're only going to get bigger and better uh, as he continues to, to be on tour. Uh, so he's created this platform, and he hasn't quite used it as much as he could use it to his, you know, to to market for Prodigy. But if a new manufacturer were to sponsor him, can you think of like the 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 videos that he could pump out, just like trying new things and experimenting with the new <laughs> crazy discs they have? Like, oh my goodness, like that is such good marketing. Just, I just think he'll be so cheap. And such a good signing for the future. Young guy, super talented, and has a bright future. So I think, yeah. obviously, I'm super biased, uh, Georgia local. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think he'll stay with Prodigy, yeah, unfortunately. I yeah. But I hope somebody new signs him so that we can see, like, sort of that potential unlocked. But uh, if, if not, then, you know, I will continue to buy my Alden Harris PA3s in peace. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think he's just definitely still flown under the radar, but he is still super well known and he's proven that he's able to compete at this level, which is funny because over the last couple of years, you heard the name Alden Harris a couple of times. He pulled out a win and, and other things, but this year he was still able to compete. And this was the, I think one of the first years that everybody was like, what's going to happen? You know, for the first half of the season, it was a new winner every week, and you didn't really see a whole lot of consistency until the season ended, and you're like, oh, yeah, Alden was there every week, like up in the <laughs> yeah. mix type of deal, and you just kind of didn't notice it um, just because, you know, six other people were probably having, you know, their best round in two months. So um, I, I think he's super marketable, and I, I do agree. I think he's not going to leave Prodigy but I, I wish he he would. I really, I think he has. And that's not because, you know, I want him to leave Prodigy or anything like that. I just think him switching kind of gives him an opportunity to pro himself even more because there is going to be more buzz if it's like, wait, Alden left Prodigy? 
yes, he go? Let I me go see. get his new discs. And so I want to see him with MVP so bad, so bad. That that would be incredible. Can you imagine the glitch content? The glitch content would be unbelievable. Simon gets on the vlogs like, oh, jeez. Yes, though I will say, with when it comes in regards to the vlog squad, especially with Alden in particular, a lot of these people have contracts where they can't throw other discs, and then they go and do these you know games or challenges that you know sometimes involve a specific manufacturer's discs so you didn't really see gavin babcock throwing you know 120 gram f7s or things like that they had to like get really creative with what challenges they did and most of the times they did it with non like discs like they chose right. other objects yeah. and things to do and i think that might have been part of the reason is that they're realizing like oh shoot gavin can't throw prodigy on screen and things like that and so uh, that's kind of becoming an issue. So um, I think it will affect something to that regards if he leaves or something like that. But I also know that he is incredibly creative when it comes to YouTube content. And I'm sure he'll figure out ways around that if that is the case. Yep. Yeah, he could be the uh, the low-key second Simon Lazat. Like, I think next yeah. to Simon, he's got the best the best like up-and-coming YouTube channel on tour. And that yeah. includes oh, Brody. Yeah. So, yes. Yep. I would agree. So. All right. All right. We're coming Number into nine. our last two. Um, I There's a few options I could pick here, um, but I'm just going to pick the one I'm most curious uh, about, and that is Katrina Allen. Um, Ooh, she yeah. She had a decent first half of the season and an absolute trash second half of the season, um, except for that one – except for her win uh which did come in the second half of the season but it was just so weird to see her randomly go from like at least you know coming top 10 and at least semi-competing maybe losing by 10 to 12 strokes to losing by 30 to 40 strokes like every week and yeah i'm just really curious is to see how that affects her because she has been super marketable and she has done super well and she signed over with DGA last year. And so this is the end of a, a second, her second year with DGA. So I'm just really curious as to if she continues that or if she signs with someone new. I could really easily see her sign with someone new. Yeah, I think if she wants it, the DGA extension will be there for her. Um, I think that at this point, she probably won't get paid a ton. Um, probably nope. whatever the minimum salary for a former world champion is. I don't know what that is, but, um, yep. but for her, I think a change would be kind of like for Paige, like yep. she needs something new or maybe she just needs an off season of less complicated and more relaxed. Maybe yep. she needs an off season where she's not focused so much on learning new stuff and more just like figuring out her mental. Um, that could be good for her as well. So I, you know, only she knows what the battle really is. But if she needs a shakeup, we'll see where she goes. And I think more than likely she stays with DGA. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a good shout on Katrina. Um, man, so I have number 10, and there's so many people we could talk about here. Yeah, we'll throw uh, some honorable mentions. Yeah, we'll throw out there. some honorable mentions. I'll go ahead and throw out a few. I mean... Holland Hanley and Valerie Mandahano were two that I was talking about earlier yeah. for FPO for Discraft in particular. And Alexis. Uh, that's who I meant, Alexis. Wait, is Val? Val's not with Discraft. Yeah. Ale 
Oh, she is? Val, Val, Holland, and Alexis. Okay, so they're all with Discraft. Yeah, so that's and they crazy. all had one. They all were with Discraft, and they all had one-year deals. Yeah, so odds are not all of them stay there. Yeah. Um and if you could only sign one, might have to go Hall and Hanley right now, and yeah. then and yep. that's crazy. But yeah, probably. Um, and then another honorable mention is going to be Gavin Babcock, the Vlog Squad mm-hmm. guy, but uh. I think for our number 10, we've got to go with Niklas Antela. We mentioned him earlier. Yep. Another Discmania name. And we have to wonder. I just feel like he's probably going to re-sign. Uh, he's probably going to be cheap. I don't think he's going to demand too much, which is surprising. He's so good. But he's just not on tour quite as much as these other guys. So his name's not uh, just constantly being thrown around there. But maybe maybe a European company has their eyes on him because he's probably one of the biggest names in Europe. Well, and Discmania is going to be forking over cash to either get Eagle or Ganon, you have to imagine. And so will Antela fall through the cracks there? I don't think so. Um, and because Niklas has done, you know, gotten some good signature series discs with them. Did he do... A- he didn't do a creator series disc with them this year, did he? I don't think so. I can't. I think it was just a, a signature series disc. Um, but I think that Niklas represents Discmania's European audience, a hundred percent. I think he is by far their probable. I think he is extremely popular in Europe. I don't know that, but I have a feeling that he's extremely popular, and he's still young, and he's actually kind of funny um whenever you like hear him talk like did you hear him in the post round of the second round when he made it in the tour championships in his post conference i did not or post round yeah he said something about like hey i'm going into tomorrow tied for the lead like <laughs> that's right <laughs> he's like he's like so i'm i'm feeling great like now and i'm like that's like so just funny and a good way to look at it and things like that and so i think he has one he's already really talented but i think his marketability ceiling is super high and so I think he represents their European audience really well. And so I don't think they're going to let him go. I think they're going to keep him. I don't think he's going to be super expensive, but I don't yeah. think they're going to let him go. Let me throw out a hypothetical for you for Dismania. If Dismania mm-hmm. signs, they extend Antela, they extend Babcock, and they sign Gossage. But they do not sign Gannon or McMahon. Did they fail the offseason? Yes. Okay, I agree. I was just checking. Yes. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> I think they've got to get one of those guys. I, yeah. <laughs> I think if they lose McMahon, they fail. Period. Oh yeah. Like I think if McMahon leaves, if like they lose, and honestly, like if they, I think the the only person they could afford to lose maybe would be Niklas. But if they get, if they lose Niklas, they better be getting Gannon type of deal you know or getting gossage or like one of the two or both but like i i think i don't think they could afford both of them but yeah i think gossage like, or matteo could replace niklas but maybe yeah. not be just because of the european audience you're right maybe yeah. nobody on this list can really replace what niklas brings and to I the think table that's and i think that's why is because the big name manufacturers are primarily u.s based except for Discmania. So I think that 
he will and i mean i know there's some trilogy brands that are have a huge like latitude 64 has a huge european audience but you don't see any of these names on this list as latitude 64 and so i like i wouldn't be surprised if they start picking up people but i think latitude 64 is just primarily dominated the european audience um and so i think Discmania also has a hold of that and so i don't think they can afford to lose antelope because i think he's one of the better names in the european audience I agree. I agree completely. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, I think, especially this whole scenario surrounding Discmania with House of Discs um, coming in. Yeah. Does that save them? Does that hamper them at all? Do, I, who knows? I'm excited to see. Um, every year for the last few years, we've had a ton of excitement in the off season, and we will see if this year can match it. Um, but I think that's all that we have to talk about for today. Uh, Josiah, do you have any final thoughts? Nah, I mean, we've talked about a lot of names. There was a lot of names we didn't mention. Uh, you know, Haley King, her contract ends this offseason too. Um, so I'm curious to see what that goes. Um, Chris Clemens, Emerson Keith, Kel- well, I mean, Kelvis is not going anywhere. So, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm really curious is just to see, I think it's going to be fun. I think every week um maybe not starting next week but starting fairly soon we're probably gonna start hearing some news because you know these players got to start practicing with new discs if they're gonna do new signings and manufacturers know that so they're gonna start making deals and offers fairly quickly and so i think you know come mid late november we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of info so i think this is going to be the most entertaining off season as far as free agents goes that disc golf has seen and i think it's gonna be really fun Wow. Okay. Hot take from Josiah. This is the biggest and best one yet. We will see. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Swanky Disc Golf Show. Um, Again, you can follow us on YouTube and on Instagram. And if you have any questions that you would like us to answer, please DM us on Instagram. We would love to answer your questions on the podcast, especially as the offseason comes in. Uh, we'd love to to interact with you guys that way. So be sure to DM us on Instagram uh, with any questions. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. As always, the Josiah and Reed show goes hard, goes late every single time. Um, nobody remembers bogey. Nobody remembers bogeys. That's right, guys. We will see you next time. You will listen to us next time. That's what I meant to say, of course. (laughs) Stay swanky. Stay swanky.